South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. It is Rugby League. It is running it straight here for you Wednesday, June the 7th. Uh, Sammy alongside Kempi in studio, taking you through until 3. Uh, big shout out to everyone listening and watching on YouTube Live. You can leave a comment on there or you can text us on double eight double three. We will get your messages and we'll uh, discuss them throughout the show. Lots coming up in the next hour, though. Uh, we're going to talk very shortly about the uh, the games game and games on the weekend in the NRL. Uh, and then we're going to catch up with... Warriors high-flying winger at the moment, Dallin Wittenizalizniak, actually gave him a new nickname on the weekend, didn't we, Kempi? Started off as... Uh, well, e- you did. Well, started off as Ear Dallin, uh, sort of like a Michael Jordan tribute, and then uh, someone rightfully tweeted us and told us it should be Hair Dallin. So <laughs> Hair Dallin is what uh, his new nickname's going to be. We'll find out if he likes it, uh, amongst a, a bunch of other things as well. Um, we will ask him about his hair too, Kempi. A lot of people want to know what the routine is. Is it natural? Uh, where does it come from? Uh, he's going to answer all that, I'm sure, in around about 10 minutes' time. Uh, after 2.30, we're going to uh, have a listen in to some of the voicemails that have come in as part of our One New Zealand Warriors voicemail segment. Now, if you've uh, not been hearing this playing throughout the, the station, it's really simple. All you've got to do is call up 0800 go warriors leave a voice message uh, with your... Uh, well, just any message of support really for the Warriors or tell us why you're the biggest fan of the club and you get a chance to win a massive prize package that includes uh, flights to a game next year uh, accommodation, you get a free phone with mobile data plan, everything um, we're going to listen to some of the entries that have come in just to inspire a little bit uh, and Kempi will sort of maybe do a, a Britain's Got Talent and uh, have his finger on a buzzer and uh, let us know if you're going to give him the gold the gold X or not, Kempi. Um, and then we'll also talk through uh, this weekend's NRL matchups, including a big one on Friday night for the Warriors v the Raiders. Uh, Jared Croker's 300th game, so a lot to play for for them, and the Warriors looking to get back-to-back wins. And a debutant in the centres, which I really want to talk to Kempi about as well. But we start the show as we always do, Kempi just having a look back over the round on the weekend. Uh, maybe just start with the Warriors and the win over the Dolphins. Had a couple of days to sit back and just ruminate on it. 30 points to eight and probably uh, their best performance so far in 2023. Well, the the good thing about the win on the weekend, Sam, wasn't that the score blew out 30 points to eight because, you know, that that was coming. That uh, that blowout was coming. I thought it was going to come against Brisbane. They, they couldn't get the ball down over the try line. They got frustrated. Um, but later on in the, in the second half of the Dolphins, they go out there and they score 30 points. Um, it was more about their defence, like the way that they played for field position and, and just stifled the Dolphins' side from coming out of their own half. I think we counted about half a dozen times that they got inside the 30-metre uh, line uh, close to the try line of the Warriors, which is their good ball zone, to actually try and put on some um, attacking plays. And when you're playing at this level, that's just that's just not enough. And uh, a real big battle in the middle of the park, you know, from the Bromwich boys, especially SASA, uh, and the defence that they were... Um, Putting on, you know, you saw Aiden Fenua Blake shoot out of the line and put a tackle on. Mitch Barnett was leading that uh, with the speed of the line. Eventually, the toll on the on the physicality of the game played into the Warriors' hands with that field position. And Sean Johnson went on the cutter and 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 carved up in the first half with the, with that first try. And of course, starting the roll with a second try. Some very very good tries. The one mm. down the short side where Nickel Clockstark took the took that ball past it to Bailey Surin and he gets tackled around the waist, finds Maratunua Kore. And sliding up from the inside, if you have a look how far um, Luke came from, Luke Metcalf came from to get that ball back, mate, that's that's really exciting for five eight, mm. you know, because he's got uh, that's called footballing ability, you know what I mean? Footballing now, so he's got vision to get 
to that spot before anyone else. And um, look, I just I just think that they're playing really really well at the moment. It was it was being brewing that uh, that type of scoreline. Uh, I thought it was a week earlier. They, they hopefully yeah. they get that down in Brisbane because we're doing great Hawks Bay with what the stuff that they've been through and of course go home from Tohu. They saved it till the week later against the Dolphins. And like Wayne Bennett said, what do you do? What do you do against the Warriors side with Sean Johnson playing like that? And of course, everyone else stepping up to the plate. Uh, Mitch Barnett and Wade Egan inclusions back into the team. How how massive with with they? Particularly Mitch Barnett, who you got to remember has been out for the best part of eleven weeks. I would struggle to find a better return from a player who's been out for eleven weeks than what Mitch Barnett gave up on on Saturday. Well, especially coming back from a neck injury and throwing himself into that game like he did through that period for a long period of time, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd think he'd work his way back into it, but he actually le- um, led the line speed and the and the first couple of tackles when he came on and just drove other players to be right beside him uh, defensively, which I thought was you know what's been missing through that middle of the park. They actually did what uh, Sydney City did to them early on with, with that field position game and went down and, t- and tackled their way to a win. Uh, Wade Egan, well, the difference between Lussick and Wade Egan is that Wade Egan is a bit more of a smart footballer than, than Lussick. He knows how to sell things. You know, he's shaping one side, going the other, especially around the ruck. He's getting players coming onto the football. So, you know, if you're calling a blindside play, he'll step out to the open and move a, move the markers one side and split the A defenders and then go back and hit the other guy on the other side of the ruck. Or he'll get a quick play the ball and just make sure that if you're coming back, and, and this is where Maratu Nuakure loves running off Wade Egan, is that when he gets the football, Egan's done enough with the markers to know that he's not going to get hit in the next couple of metres and he can mm. get some speed up behind that ruck. So um, Wade Egan needs to be on the football field with a side. You know, it's one of, one of the areas which, uh, we are very, very delicate, and you know, HIA. We're losing both those hookers because of it. We've just got to man- make sure we manage it uh, as the season goes on. Because you know, sitting in, sitting in the spot that we're in, going into the back uh, back end of the season, mate, we're a dead set chance to just slowly create a little bit of havoc in this table. Yeah, no, I agree. We're gonna. Um, I just want to ask you one more question on the Warriors, and we will just quickly talk about some of those other games over the course of the weekend. Uh, you did mention something in the commentary box on Saturday, Kempi, around Sean Johnson. There was a tackle he made on uh, Lemuelu where uh, he basically wrapped up the arms and didn't let the offload away. And you mentioned a, a ball carrying tactic. Uh, was it hidden hidden spin? Hidden, or hit? Well, it's a shrug. It's called a shrug movement. So you basically, if you're watching players, they'll run in and they'll they'll lift their arms up. Like most front runners, they're pain in the pain in the ass to tackle because. <laughs> They run with their elbows up and they'll get you in the sternum. That's where a lot of the sternum injuries come from. It's from a front row. You look at uh, Warrior Hargreaves, the way that he runs, he's always giving you an elbow. There's a yep. guy back in my day called Marty Masella, mate. He was just, you didn't want to tackle him too high because he'd, he'd knock you out with his elbows. But what you do is you go in and you make that contact. And as you make that contact, then you pull back with your arm and you shrug, you shrug the player and the ball arm free and you offload it and you get a second movement. So as you throw that back, then the, the team goes behind them. They were gone. They were gone when they went down that right-hand side. And Sean, um, Sean, he hit that bloke, that that back rower. And I remember watching it going, oh, that's a good shot. That was that needed to be made. And then he's, as you've, my eyes are focused because they're 100 miles away, gone, shit, that was Sean Johnson. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think defensively, like we're talking about how well Sean Johnson's going offensively, um, Maratu Nuakure and the way that the boys are really aiming up in the middle has made him feel really confident back in his, himself. And yep. some of the tackles, I'm not just talking about that one instance. I'm talking about you know these rounds that he's played through all year. He's pulled off some really, really good tackles defensively. And when 
like you, uh, we had Webby on earlier on the week saying you're asking players to do something and they're actually seeing you do it. He's getting loads of confidence out of it. Mm. You know, he's he's playing probably probably as good as an ageing Sean Johnson would would have to play when you're thinking about what, where he's been in his career. And um, I just hope he can he can continue to, to deliver that form. And I hope hope that he stays injury free because he's having a season for the ages. Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, yeah, great to get that little bit of analysis as well. Can be things that people probably don't really think about when they're just watching at home. Uh, other games on over the weekend: Raiders beating the West Tigers twenty points to nineteen. That was a bit of a clangor finish there with the with the penalty on Jamal Fogarty, and then they they hit the two the Raiders to go in front. Um, Tigers nearly snatched another one there. The, the Rabbitohs beaten the Titans quite comfortably. Uh, the Broncos with a win over the Sharks, which I thought was relatively impressive. Then uh, the Roosters with just a one-point victory over the Bulldogs, thanks to a Luke Carey field goal. Uh, the Cowboys, 45 points to 20 over the Storm, and the Panthers getting the job done over the Dragons, 26 points to 18. Which of, the, which of those other games sort of stood out for you over well, last weekend? It's got to be the Storm, seriously. You know, the Cowboys, they get towed up by 66 points a couple of weeks earlier, and then they come out um, against arguably one of the top four teams and turn them over and turn them over quite convincingly. You know, they, they didn't have uh, too many players out. They had a few backing up from origin, but to, to come out and play like that, the Cowboys had a couple playing, come back from origin too, you know, and, and put that on. I've got to be really careful because when I watch the game, when I watch that game, Cowboys and Storm, Origin does this to teams. Origin plays teams into form. Yeah. You know, so you, you get a couple of Queensland boys come back for the Cowboys and the boys start bouncing off them. It's not the players that are playing Origin, it's the players that are around them. And they get a bit of a buzz out of the whole thing. And you, I just think the storm got done on the back of Origin. I think, you know, the Cowboys were where they are in Queensland. The Queensland win on the Wednesday night and then they come back in the camps boyo'd by that win. They just went out there and they felt really good. And some of the tries, I've got to say, were, were first class. You know, that's the free-flowing type of Cowboys team that, that we, we've come to see. And for the Storm to turn up 45 points, mate, Bellamy would not be happy. I think uh, putrid was the word that Bellamy used, which uh, <laughs> no one's ever heard him use that word before. So you think the Cowboys are back? I do. I think I think we've got to be really careful of the Cowboys, and if they do go on a run, you know, we know they've got the team because the team's been there and were just short, caught short last year. If they decide to go on a run, they, see the thing with the season is the season's still long enough to get a run, and you know this as a as a coach, and and when you're doing your analysis, that the teams that get three or four wins back to back, they're the teams that you've got to be really worried about, mm. and I think the Cowboys have the team to do that. Text us on double eight double three. Uh, your thoughts of the uh, rounds NRL action, including that Warriors win over the Dolphins. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Dallin Matini Zelezniak on the phone. Uh, you can also send your comments through on our YouTube live for all those people watching on there. So stick with us. Dallin Matini Zelezniak coming up next.